Yo, what's up everyone? And welcome to episode 2 of Mundo's News Program. I'm recording this on January 4th, 2023. The first episode of the new year, baby. I hope you guys had a great holiday and a great new year. I know I did. Hung out with some friends, man. Some old college buddies. Drank about 6 or 7 beers. So not a lot, but that was enough to... uh get me all hung over the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty bad, dude. Oh, it was really bad. I just I just don't hang anymore, man. You know, it's, it's a thing of the past. Your boy Mundo just doesn't drink anymore. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed myself. I haven't really been out and about like that on New Year's in a long time. Normally, I'm uh, quite a home buddy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was cool. Hope you guys uh, had a great holiday and a very safe New Year. I've been gone for a while. I know. I apologize. I, I've been gone for quite a bit, but... uh. One of my New Year's resolutions is start being more consistent with the show, you know, and hopefully it won't go like my other New Year's resolutions in the past where I just forget about it in like a week or two. You know what I mean? It's just like all you people filling up the gym right now, being like, I'm, you're going to lose weight. Y'all will disappear, won't you? <laughs> just kidding. No, you guys are going to do great. It's going to be a great year for all of us. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get into the news here. I want to start off with, uh, some news that really shocked the sports world and, well, I guess really shocked everyone who doesn't even really pay attention to sports. This was some big news in America this week, and that is that uh, Bills, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin remains in critical condition after taking a hit to the chest and collapsing on the field during the Monday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Medical staff administered CPR to him for several minutes due to him suffering cardiac arrest before taking him to a hospital in an ambulance. His uncle did tell reporters later at the hospital that he had to be resuscitated there at the hospital as well, so he had to be resuscitated twice, but that the family is happy with the progress that he's making. As of Wednesday night, the latest was that he is expected to remain in intensive care, but is showing signs of improvement. The injury happened in the middle of the first quarter in a game that has huge implications for the AFC playoff picture. And the game was postponed for about an hour or so before the NFL just decided to call an end to it. And the league has not said when the game will resume, if it will resume at all. And the two teams are scheduled to play different opponents this weekend. So to recap the play, Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow threw a pass across the field to T. Higgins. And Hamlin came up from his safety position to make the tackle and... After the tackle, Hamlin rose to his feet. For about a few seconds, everything looked normal, and then he just fell flat on his back. And then medical personnel rushed out. They started working on him immediately. Players from both teams, they looked visibly emotional. I don't think any of them wanted to play football after that. You know what I mean? When it's when it's a life or death situation like that, I mean, they were doing CPR on him for several minutes. So from what I understand, um, he could have died right there in the field, you know, which would have been just awful, awful, awful. He's, he's still with us. And I think, I hope he's going to pull through. I really do think that. And um, yeah, but to be there on the field, to, to see that happen to your teammate, to your brother, because, you know, these guys are really close to each other, you know. So yeah, I, I just think that football was just, I just, that just went out the window. Like they, they were not going to finish that game. And I don't think uh, anyone watching wanted them to finish that game. I know I didn't. After I saw that, I was like, no, this game's over. Just call the game. Yeah, Hamlin is a 24-year-old second-year player who 
played his college ball at Pittsburgh. So he's a he's a very young man to be too young to be going through something like this. So I actually fell asleep at the beginning of the game, and then I woke up to him being treated. I woke up to Joe Buck saying, "There's nothing much, or there's nothing more that needs to be said." And then ESPN went to another commercial, so I had to look up on Twitter what had happened, and um, yeah, it just looked like a routine play that happens uh, pretty much every snap. You know what I mean? Just a uh, receiver got the ball, safety came up, made the tackle, and then it all just went horribly, horribly wrong from there. It was a very scary moment, and I, you and I got a little emotional um, watching it all play out, you know? So then, of course, this brings up the question, is football just too violent? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, it is too violent. But people love it, in part because it's violent, because of those big hits, you know what I mean? I love it, I love, and I love seeing those big hits. And I played football in high school, and one of the reasons I loved playing it was because of the violence. I loved hitting people, and honestly, sometimes I loved getting lit up myself. <laughs> you know, it's exhilarating to to be hit sometimes, you know? It's a, I, I thought it was super fun, man. It's, it's a super fun sport, but also, um, and I, I injured my knee during my senior year. I tore my meniscus, but other than that, I was able to get out of it relatively unscathed, no broken bones or anything, but there were a couple times where I thought my freaking head was going to explode. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I don't, I never got like an official diagnosed concussion, but I'm pretty sure something bad like that happened a couple times. It's just a, it's a brutal sport, man. It's a violent sport. And at least in the high school ranks, it could be a deadly sport. I became a sports writer back in 2013 professionally. And I, from what I recall, just kind of tracking it, since then, it would seem to me that there would be a high school player to die playing the game at least once a year. At least one high school player every year would die playing the game. I don't don't quote me on that. I should probably look that up before I say that. But that's from what I recall. That's that's sort of what happened. And the latest actually happened this year in New Mexico, my home state, where a player died in September of 2022 after collapsing on the field uh, during a game. He actually, I think, he died uh, several weeks a- after the game. He was in a coma and all that. And um, it was later determined that he died of blunt force head trauma. So, yeah, from what I, I wasn't there either. There's, I don't know if there's any video, but the way that play was described, too, that it was just uh, a normal play. You know, he came up, made the tackle, and um, he got up even just like, uh, just, Ham, just like Hamlin did. Walked around, and then he collapsed. So it seemed to me that kind of the same situation, except this was head trauma, and uh, Hamlin was a hit to the chest. So, yeah, I mean, just a deadly sport, man. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever go away, at least not anytime soon. It's just too popular right now, you know, and it seems to be growing in popularity just in places like London and Mexico City where the NFL continues to host games. I think they had a game in Germany this year as well. So it might even be growing in popularity when you really think about it. And, uh, yeah, I just don't see it going away anytime soon. You know, it's just... It's just too popular. Too many people love it. There's too many great athletes out there willing to play it, willing to put their bodies on the line. And even after all that we know about football and concussions and what it could, what these uh, what the head trauma, what the CTE can do to players, I think we're still going to watch it. You know, I mean, the CTE is bad, man. I mean, this this one, I've never seen anyone go uh, get hit in the chest like this and undergo that cardiac arrest this seems again like like a freak occurrence but what we do know for sure 
is that football causes head trauma. That's almost like undoubtable <laughs> at this point. Everything indicates that, yeah, if you play football, you're going to get CTE, you know, no matter what position you play. And even with that said, I think there's always going to be people who are willing to play. Just like there's always, I mean, are combat sports ever going to go away? MMA, boxing, things like that. I mean, people get just straight knocked out <laughs> on a regular basis in those kind of sports, but people are still willing to do it, man. Should we shame them for that? I, I don't think so. If you're, if you're willing to do it, if you're an adult especially, willing to do it. And it, if there are hypocrites like me <laughs> who are willing to watch, I love watching MMA. I love watching football. And I, I got to be honest, though, football is getting harder to watch knowing what, what it does to the brain. And yeah, I'm still going to keep watching it. And it just gets more and more entertaining. I mean, these athletes are just getting better and better, I feel like. I mean, you look at some of the catches that Justin Jefferson has made this year. It's just how can you not be excited about that? How can you not want to watch that? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, wish, I wish it wasn't this way. I wish people wouldn't get hurt like this. But, man, that is it a fun sport. <laughs> it's a fun sport to watch. But, um, you know, you, you just this – is, this is the dark side of it. You know, this is, this is what can happen. We're just hoping that this guy gets gets better, man. And um, to add some positive news to the story, Hamlin's GoFundMe page for a toy drive in his hometown has raised nearly $7 million as of Wednesday night and seems to just keep on growing and growing. He set it up about two years ago to raise money for a toy drive in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania with an initial goal of $2,500. Imagine that. And yeah, it just seems to keep on growing and growing. So maybe it'll hit $10 million soon. And I got to be honest, you guys, I got a little emotional after reading some of the messages some of the donators left on that page. <laughs> you know, the world can be a beautiful place sometimes. It really can be. We got to remember that too. So tomorrow, if you're listening with, <laughs> with I mean, come on, I'm sure he listens to this show. Please pull through, man. Please, please, please pull through. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to something less depressing. Politics. <laughs> California Republican Kevin McCarthy lost the vote for Speaker of the House for a sixth straight time. So as of Wednesday night, we still don't have a Speaker of the House. That's Republicans took uh, the majority uh, at the beginning of the year. And he seems to, he seems to keep losing support of more and more Republicans the more that they do these votes. So I don't, I don't know if he's the guy. I'm not too sure. I'm not an expert on the subject. I kinda, I'm kind of half-assed paying attention to this story because it's probably like the second biggest story in the country right now but um you know i'm not following it too too closely just i just keep seeing that they keep voting and he keeps losing and, and therefore we keep losing because we still don't have a speaker and democrat hakeem jeffries is also getting a large chunk of the votes but i'm not sure if he'll win you know we'll see we'll see if i have an update for you guys next week but uh yeah as of wednesday night six votes still no speaker of the house so actor jeremy renner is in critical condition after a snow plowing accident at his home in Nevada. Apparently a 14,000 pound snowmobile, snow plow machine that he had ran over him, uh, ran over one of his legs, possibly ran over his torso, according to a 911 log. But yeah, that he got, he got ran over and it caused severe blood loss. And um, he was able, apparently a neighbor was able to put a tourniquet on his leg and stop some of the bleeding. But yeah, it looks like he's going to pull through, even though he's in critical condition. Uh, pr- pretty bad shape, apparently. But he posted a photo 
on social media. Said he thanks everyone for his the support and all that. So I think he's gonna pull through. I think he's a very good actor. He's in a lot of different movies and shows and stuff. I particularly like his role as a criminal alongside Ben Affleck in the town, but he's probably best known for playing Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You probably know the guy's face. On an unrelated note, uh, there's a pretty funny reference to Jeremy Renner in the new Knives Out movie. I don't want to spoil it, so uh, if you guys have seen it, you guys you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, this one's for the uh, the baseball guys, also the legal nerds out there. So the father of Houston Astros third baseman Alex Bregman was named as the district attorney of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is by and large New Mexico's biggest district. He was select uh, Sam Bregman, that is, he's, he's the father of Alex Bregman. He was selected today on Wednesday by New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham to replace Royal Torres, who was just elected to be the state attorney general. Um, I, once saw, I once covered a case with Bregman as the defense attorney. He's a good, he's a good defense lawyer. I'll give him that. He, he's been a prominent attorney in Albuquerque and in New Mexico for several years now. You know, as as a defense attorney, as a, a civil case attorney, you know, he, he's had his name out there for a bit. And uh, yeah, I guess this is just his next step. You know, I always found it interesting. I'm just going to go on a tangent here. How uh, lawyers just kind of go from being defense attorneys to prosecutors and, and vice versa. I mean, whatever. It's a job. It's, it's uh, you know, part of the profession. But uh, it, it's, it's just funny to think about seeing a prosecutor in there, you know, really going after criminals and then to see them defend them. Oh, sorry, alleged criminals, I, I should say. And then to, to see them defend him a few months later or something like that. Not the same person, but, you know, just to watch him switch sides like that. It's, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, so he's he's the latest. Again, he was a, he was a big-time defense attorney. Now he's uh, the biggest prosecutor, the biggest district attorney uh, in the state. Not the biggest prosecutor. Obviously, that's now Raul Torres, who is now the attorney general. So, um, yeah, congrats to uh, Mr. Brigman. Actually, it's funny. When I was covering that case... That was when the Astros were, when was that? I guess 2018 when they won their first of their last two world championships. So, yeah, I remember he's, he made a joke about that he had to uh, kind of leave for the day because uh, he had a plane to catch. And that was actually, uh, he had to go to the World Series and, uh, and watch Alex play. So that was, that was kind of cool. Anyways, uh, that is about it for this week, guys. I appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you to the Patreon supporters, Daniel, Tony, Elijah, Emily, and Andres. I really appreciate you guys. If you guys want to support me, you can head over to patreon.com slash Windows News Program if you want to throw me a few bucks. All right, guys. Until next time, my name is Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.